Hey. Hey. Hey, yeah. Who wants to win in fantasy football? Who wants to win in fantasy football? Yeah, it's the first episode. It's the first episode of the JMH podcast, and we're going to be talking about half PPR fantasy football strategy. But before we get into that, I also want to mention that it is Black Friday. Make sure to get your Black Friday shopping in. I just bought some items earlier today uh, on the internet. So the thing is about Black Friday shopping is you don't actually want to go out to the stores because... I mean, you've all seen the videos, people getting trampled in Walmarts, just dying or getting seriously hurt. Fuck all that noise. We're avoiding that. We're shopping online. We're strictly doing online Black Friday and Cyber Monday. That's a smart way to go about it. Not worth getting yourself injured or possibly killed or getting in a fight with somebody over some bullshit. Just go ahead and do your shopping online. So that's my little two cents on Black Friday. But uh, let's get into the meat of this video. So, um, I mean, video, I mean podcast. First podcast here. So, here's the thing. Right now, I am 12-0 and 0 in the Lit Sports Online Fantasy Football League. Not to toot my own horn or anything, but I think if you're undefeated at this stage of the season, then you probably know a thing or two about fantasy football. So, let me give you some advice on this. Uh, and also... You know, check out my Twitter if you don't believe me on this. I'm going to be posting a screenshot of uh, the standings from the league on Twitter, at GoldenHolden11. Make sure to check that out because I'm going to be putting up that tweet before I put out this podcast. And so you're going to have the proof that I am indeed dominating Lit Sports Online right now, Fantasy League. So here's the thing about half PPR leagues and standard leagues for that matter When you're not doing a full PPR league and you're doing either standard or half, it definitely downgrades the value of the pass catchers, particularly the wide receivers, the tight ends, uh, those scat backs, the receiving backs. Uh, All those guys get get a downgrade. Um, So guys like that are pure grinders between the tackle type of running backs like, you know, Derrick Henry, uh, LeGarrette Blunt, uh, those types of guys are more valuable in a standard or a half PPR league because the receiving is discounted, particularly the catches. And so just piling up rushing yards and touchdowns is still good enough to make you uh, a top fantasy producer. So my approach to this kind of league is to go running back heavy. Um, I'm going to do that regardless of whether it's a standard or a half PPR. You go running back heavy. Ideally, you lock up two or three high-quality running backs uh, in within like the first four rounds of your draft. Just you know, go ahead and draft two or three out of the box um, and and load up your roster. And more importantly, uh, if you're not going to take three elite backs, um, go ahead and build a lot of depth. I mean, my bench right now, I've got like. Uh, I drafted three running backs relatively early. Granted, I made a trade, so Derrick Henry's not on my team anymore. But uh, I have like six, seven running backs on my bench in these kind of leagues, if it's a league that has the bench space for that. Uh, If you're playing a league that has like seven, eight bench spots, you definitely want to have the majority of your bench being running backs in this type of league, a half PPR or standard, because it's all about 
having one of those bench running backs come through for you. And we know there's a lot of high-end handcuffs in the league. You look at guys like Latavius Murray. You know, should anything happen to Al- uh, Alvin Kamara, he's going to be a running back one. Uh you look at uh, Miles Sanders. I mean, if Jordan Howard uh, goes down, uh, and you know, granted, it might take another injury to the Eagles' backfield because they always like to do a committee. But um, one or two injuries to that Eagles' backfield, and Miles Sanders becomes a league-winning pick. Um, you know, there's a lot of handcuffs that could come through. Also, some guys that other people might not even think about offhand, like Ryquell Armstead. He's owned in like less than 1% of leagues, but if Leonard Fournette goes down, I mean, who do you think is going to be commanding the majority of the touches in that backfield? So you want to have handcuffed running backs. You also want to have ideally running backs that already have a role. Um, You know, I know there's some guys that didn't really pan out this year, like Damian Williams. He didn't pan out uh, the way some of us thought he might, but you know, there, what, uh, Miles Sanders, again, going back to him, he's a guy that already had a role in the backfield uh, to start the year. So then what you're looking for is just other running backs to get hurt so that he can increase his snap share and do more damage. But um, really what wins you these leagues is, again, hitting on your running backs early and having them turn out good. Um, it's just like anything else that you have to draft well. You have to pick the right players. So what players should you pick? Well, one of the things I've been using to help me out with this is there's a website called playerprofiler.com. And if you go on that website, you can look up profiles of players. And it tells you basically, um, if we're assuming it's a guy coming out of college, it'll tell you, uh, help you understand like what he's good at based off of his metrics. Uh, like how fast he is, how much, how uh, strong he is, how good of a receiver he is, and this is particularly useful, I find, for um, determining which receivers and running backs are actually good at football. Um, so I use that website a lot and just look at the profiles on there because a lot of times you can already tell with a guy coming out of college and looking on his profile on there if he's going to be good or not. Now, granted, there's also guys with shit profiles that could still be good in fantasy football. You know, if you look up Gus Edwards on playerprofile.com, his he has an underwhelming profile. But if you consider the fact that he's on the Baltimore Ravens uh, with a mobile quarterback that's going to open up running lanes, should anything happen to Mark Ingram, Gus Edwards becomes a great guy to have on your roster. So we have to understand this about fantasy football. Even uh, sub-athletes, inferior players, can still be productive uh, in, a, in a season. I mean, you know, th- there's less of a chance they're going to be have a productive career, but can they string together one or two productive seasons? Sure. I mean, we've seen guys like Alex Collins, Justin Forsett, uh, <laughs> again, on the Ravens, but we've seen guys like that have huge years, even though they're not that great of players. We've seen C.J. Anderson on the Broncos have a huge year with Peyton Manning under center, but we all know he's not actually that good and hasn't done really much since that time. And then there's guys that are just going to be good every year, like Christian McCaffrey, Ezekiel Elliott, um, you know, and barring injury or or serious uh, downgrades to the offensive line. There are certain running backs you just know are going to be good every year. Um, so that's really my advice with the half PPR and standard leagues. You have to get your backs and you have to draft the right backs. Look for guys that are complete backs that ideally can be a three down workhorse. Uh, you know, do well between the tackles, get their rushing touchdowns, but also capable to receive out of the backfield. 
um, because that's what keeps them in a, a three-down role rather than being in a committee and losing too much snap share. You don't want guys that are going to lose snap share. This is also why I avoided, um, like, Philip Lindsay had a lot of hype coming into this, this fantasy season because of how good he was last year. But the thing is, people weren't taking into account, number one, the Broncos aren't that good of a team. Number two, he's like a less than 200, he's like a short, less than 200 pounds running back. Like, he's a small frame guy. And it's just like, he, he really profiles as more of a satellite back, like a receiving back. So you had to know he wasn't going to get workhorse touches another year. You know, Royce Freeman is there. He got drafted higher than Philip Lindsay. He profiles as more of a workhorse back. You had to know he was going to cut in to Philip Lindsay's workload. Um, I mean, I think Philip Lindsay still turned out to be a decent player this year, but Chances are a lot of people were drafting him in like the second, third, fourth round, and that's just too high given that I, you know, I knew his snapshot wasn't going to be as high this year. Um, so there's, you have to look for the nuances when it comes to fantasy football. You can't just assume that everything that happened last year is going to happen this year. That's not how it works. So you have to be on the lookout for what's going to change. You know, you want to look at uh, what has changed on the offensive line. You know, what injuries did guys have last year that are going to carry over to this year? Prime example, Todd Gurley. You know, the Rams lose. Uh, Roger Saffold, offensive line gets worse. Todd Gurley has arthritis in his knee. So people that were paying attention to this stuff did not overdraft Todd Gurley this season, even though he crushed it last season. You have to look for what changes in fantasy football and be ahead of the curve. And a lot of people are bad at doing that. A lot of people are also bad at understanding positional value, knowing that you don't have to take a quarterback in the first round. Uh, You know, there was two people that did that in the Lit Sports Online League. And again, for one of them, it worked out because you got Lamar Jackson and Lamar Jackson's been the number one quarterback on the year. But I mean, look, here's the thing about it is that I drafted Dak Prescott as my second quarterback late as shit in the draft, and he's turned out to be a top five quarterback up to this point. So what did I, why did I pick Dak Prescott? Well, I was looking at, okay, he's got Amari Cooper now. Uh, the, the Dallas always has a great offensive line and Dak Prescott's a mobile quarterback. So there was enough there for me to take a shot on him and just see how he turned out. And then he ended up being my best quarterback, my roster. And then I picked up Sam Darnold later because people underrates continue to underrate Sam Darnold. And I think it's just because he hasn't shown that much yet. And because he's on the jets, but people that are, again, look at playerprofiler.com and uh, would know that Sam Darnold is a, a breakout young quarterback, perhaps not to the level of, you know, a Pat Mahomes or a Baker Mayfield or or something like that. But we are going to see that Sam Darnold is going to be a quality starting quarterback in the league. And hey, I've got him. I've got Dak Prescott. I'm feeling pretty good about rolling into playoffs right now. But anyways, you know, I'm playing Ross this week. And, you know, Ross was originally projected to win, but now after the the Thanksgiving games, I've got uh, Allen Robinson doing more than what he was projected for, and then his kicker ended up only getting one point. So maybe I can end up going undefeated into playoffs and then actually having a perfect fantasy season. You know, that's what I'll be hoping for, something that I've never done before, um, but this is a chance to do it. Actually, okay, I actually did have a perfect fantasy season once before, but it was a bullshit league with like four teams. And (laughs) so I'm not going to count that. Um, But, you know, this is a 14 team league. So to go undefeated in this type of league would be a a massive achievement. So 
Uh, you know, I'll keep you posted on that. But again, check my Twitter and you'll see. But essentially, I just wanted to tell you guys, you're playing standard leagues and half PPR leagues. Wait on quarterback. Get running backs early. And if you have yourself one luxury pick in like the third or fourth round to use like on a tight end or uh, or a really good receiver, like that's, you know, that's fine. Or, or hell, maybe even a quarterback if there's a really good quarterback sitting there in the third round and depending on your scoring settings. But I definitely would not draft a quarterback and tight end early. That's just asking to lose. You know, those people that like to pair, like Kelsey and Mahomes and shit like that, that's just stupid. You're asking to lose your league doing that. Because you have to understand positional value. There's 32 teams in the NFL. Uh, Generally speaking, they're all going to have – you only have to start one quarterback and one tight end in your lineup, whereas you have to start multiple running backs and receivers. So you just have to be smart about this. And also understand that, especially in a standard and a half PPR league, running backs are going to get you the most points. Period. So having an elite receiver versus having an elite running back, you're much better off having the elite running back. Okay? It's it's really not that hard, guys. You just have to pick the right guys in the draft, uh, draft the right positions early, and get the right depth at, you know, particularly running back. That's what you're trying to do in these kind of leagues. And honestly, you know, we play in a 14-team league right now in Lit Sports, and I have to say, I like the deeper leagues better because it punishes those who draft poorly and it rewards those that draft well. And if you draft well, you should want to play in a deep league because that means you're going to be going up against inferior teams and then they don't have much to pluck off of waivers to help their team. The leagues I hate the most, honestly, are the te- leagues that have few teams and few bench spots. Because what does that mean? That means everyone is able to draft good dudes, and it also means that there's good dudes on the waivers. So it's like, how do you really get an advantage over your opponents if there's always good guys to pick up off of waivers and everyone drafted a relatively good team? So those are the type of leagues I don't like playing in. I like deep leagues, deep benches. Those are my leagues to play in, but I know that you all may have different settings. I would just say don't play in a league that's like less than 12 teams. You know, 14 I really like, but 12 I think is becoming the standard at this point. But once you start playing in like six and eight team leagues, like that's just bullshit. That's bullshit. That's Bush League. So don't do that. But anyways, if you have any other questions about strategy for these types of leagues, the standard and half PPR, uh, just go ahead and tweet me uh, at Golden Holden Eleven, and I will respond to your questions. Make sure to um, like and subscribe to LitTube. Uh, we are on YouTube. We also have a, a website. This is LitTube.com, and we have a Patreon that where you can also uh, donate to us to encourage us to continue putting out podcasts and YouTube videos and articles on our website, among other content. So thank you for watching this debut episode. uh, I mean, listening to this debut podcast and stay tuned, everybody.